The message you're about to listen to is produced by CROIC Media. All right, I want to look at a roadmap to uncommon accomplishments. A roadmap to uncommon accomplishments. Amen. A roadmap to uncommon accomplishments. Let's begin with Psalm 103, verse 7. A roadmap to uncommon accomplishments. All right. Let's look at Psalm 103, verse 7. The Bible says, He made known His ways to Moses. And his acts to the children of Israel, that is his mode of operation. He made known his mode of operation, the way he acts, the way he moves to Moses, and his acts to the children of Israel. Jeremiah 6, verse 16. Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old parts. Where the good way is and walk in it, then you will find rest for your souls. Amen. So we want to look for the road map. Praise God. Because the Bible tells us that the labor of the foolish, Ecclesiastes 10 verse 15, wearies every one of them because they know not how to go to the city. You see that? They are working so hard, but they can't get to their destination because they don't have the roadmap. Amen? God's word is the roadmap to success, the word of God. In fact, the Bible is, the, is still the best bestseller of all time, the Bible. This Bible we have is still the greatest bestseller of all time. It's a roadmap to success. There are people who maybe they couldn't read and they kept on reading the Bible. And as they read the Bible, they improved and augmented their IQ and they became successful in life. Hallelujah. So what's the roadmap? Number one, find your purpose. Find your purpose. You see, there is one thing I've noticed about successful people. They have a sense of mission. They have a sense of purpose. And many people are just living life as it comes. They don't have a vision for the future. And when you don't have a vision for the future... Anyone and anything can determine your direction. And that's why many people are unfulfilled. Many people are depressed because they have no meaning to their lives. Are we together? In Proverbs 29 verse 18, the Bible tells us in the Old King James, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. See that? It says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, what is vision? A vision 
is a revelation of God's plan and purpose for your life. A vision is a revelation of God's plan and purpose for your life. You see, when you don't have a vision as a person, you don't have a picture of the future because a vision is an image of a preferred future. When you don't have such, you will be a drifter in life. All successful people are visionaries. They have a definite vision driving them. All successful people in every field, in football, in politics, in ministry, in business, all successful people. They knew exactly what they wanted to be. In sports, they knew exactly what they wanted to be. They were not surprised they became. That means success is not a function of luck. Success is a reward. Because some people think that if, I remember somebody said, somebody said, if you work hard, the more luck you will find. You see that? He said, if you work hard, the more luck you will find. In other words, the hard worker will find more favor. So have you found your, your purpose? Why were you born? You see that? Why were you born? Have you found it? He says, when there is no vision, the people perish. You will never Fulfill your potential until you find your vision. Because vision unlocks purpose, which releases potential. Your potential, we'll get to it later, is your untapped ability. Every one of us, we have untapped ability. We have unused capacity. But you're not going to unlock it until you find your vision. Why were you born? There's a man I, I like so much, Horst Schultz. He was from Germany. And at age 11, he wanted to go into the hotel business. And he said it was an embarrassment to his parents and his grandparents. In fact, one time they told him, you should never say it to anyone. And finally at 14, he convinced his parents and sent him to work in the hotel. And in Germany, the way they do the hotel business, if you're working in the hotel business, they, they have a school you go to to learn it. So you'll be working and learning at 14. And eventually, this man was a co-founder of Rescouting Hotels. And he has started a new set of hotels now called Capella Hotels. And he said, anywhere they are, they are the best hotel in the world. He knew his purpose. We're looking at the roadmap to uncommon accomplishments. Anyone achieving an uncommon feat found his purpose. Whether it's Jesus. He says, the Bible says, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested 
that he might destroy the works of the devil, 1 John 3, 8. Find your purpose. If you're going to achieve something that generations will talk about, you must be living for your purpose. Even the secular world, we've seen men in the secular world. I don't want to call their names and glorify them on God's altar because some of them are not saved. But these individuals, you hear their speeches and you say, this is my mission. This is my dream to see that in every home there is a computer. And this individual, one of them, sponsored, sponsored the development of the web. And right now, the phones you use are more developed than the computer you used to fly to the moon. The phones you use have more specifications than what was used to fly to the moon. So we can see that individual's dream has been fulfilled. Have you found your purpose? If I call his name, you all know him. He wasn't even saved. Purpose defines your life. Have you found your purpose? It gives you a sense of meaning. It gives you an identity when you find it. There are those who know they were supposed to go into the movie industry. They knew it like they knew their name. There's a guy called A.R. White. He has produced several movies like God is Not Dead. I think it's a movie you should see. God is Not Dead. You can also see God is Not Dead too. And he was from a ministry where they don't even watch TV. They were so religious even more than the Amish. How many of you know the Amish? More than the Amish. And this individual knew he was born to go into the movie industry. And today, he's impacting the globe. His movies do very well. That's what happens when you find your purpose. There are two brothers Three brothers, actually, the Kendrick brothers. They produce flywheel, fireproof, courageous, war room. All these movies that are blessing the body of Christ. And they are making such an impact because it was something they were born to do. When you find what you, what you are born to do and do it, you have no rival. When you find what you were born to do and you do it, you have no rival. My eyes cannot compete with my nose when it comes to breathing. It's not a competition. My nose cannot compete with my eyes when it comes to seeing. It's not a competition. When you find your purpose, you found your niche. Success is inevitable. There are some that are born to play football. If that is what you're born to do, go ahead and do it. Don't just play football because I think I like to play ball. 
You might be playing under 17 when you're 35. Which means you won't have a long career. Because Nigeria, they reduce their age. So the guy is playing under 17. And he has two sons. One is 11 years old. I wonder when he had the children. When he was six. Hallelujah. Find what you were born to do. Amen. So your purpose is your reason for being. It is a reason for your existence. It gives meaning to your life and all that you do. Think about it. In John 18 verse 37, Jesus says something very impressive. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a king? Then Jesus answered, you say rightly that I'm a king. For this cause I was born. You see that? And for this cause I've come into the world that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. So we can, we can see that this Jesus we follow lived for a purpose. Luke 4, 42 to 44. Look at Jesus again. It says, when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. Now notice, Jesus didn't follow popular opinion. He didn't do what his fans wanted. He did what he was born to do. Verse 43. But he said to them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also because for this purpose I have been sent. Have you found your purpose? Some were born into, to go into TV. They knew it like they knew their name. And today, we all know Marcus Lamb of Daystand Television. He was born to go into TV. Most of us know Pat Robertson of the 700 Club, CBN. We show their news every, every day on our TV station. He was a student that graduated with like what we call first class. And uh, finally went to the military, did very well in the military. And got born again and knew he was to go into TV, the TV industry. And he started the first TV station in America. Pat Robertson, what were you born to do? When you find what you are born to do, you're like an arrow that doesn't miss its target. I'm going to say it again. When you find what you were born to do, you are like an arrow that never misses its target. This mic has no competition. It's a clip mic. If I move, my hands are free, so I use it. This one cannot compare with it. But for singing, that one is better. You see that? This one is for preaching, for teaching, for talking. That one is for singing. Now, it looks as though this one is more popular because it's fulfilling its purpose. You know why you're stuck in life? You're trying to be someone else. You are trying to do what someone else was born to do. 
Hear me. When you find your purpose, it's a perfect fit with your personality. It's a perfect fit with your potential when you find your purpose. Are you out there? Tell somebody, find your purpose. Yeah, that's where your success is. See, that's where your success is. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In John 8 verse 12. It says, he that followeth me will not walk in darkness. It says, but shall have the light of life. You see that? Give it to me in your kitchen. But shall have the light of life. So Jesus is letting us know that when we follow him, we'll find our purpose. And that's why salvation is so important. When you get born again, you key into your purpose. You see that? You key, and when you stick with it, success is inevitable. Some people knew theirs was cars. They knew it. They knew it. Some people knew it was transportation, planes. They could see it. They could see planes. And they would tell them, you would not succeed in the airline industry. And they succeeded. It was their purpose. Because when you find your purpose, your creativity is unleashed. When you look at these men that were born to play football. I wasn't born to play football. I played some football growing up, but I wasn't born for that. I was born for this. When you look at the way they play, as they run and some, some things they do with their legs, and some people play, they're like, boy, is this football? They make the other person look as though they are mad. He's running, he draws the ball back, running, running, turning, 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 and they stand, and, and sometimes some people just leave them and let them pass. Because the punishment is too much. It's what he was born to do. But give me a Bible. I was born for this. Have you found your purpose? There is something that you were born to do that if you do it, the whole world will watch you perform. Mother Teresa was in a monastery and she sensed in her heart she was called to go love the poorest of the poor in India. And she took a last salary to buy supplies and things to distribute to the poorest of the poor on the street. A last, a last salary, a last paycheck. But we just talked about Mona Teresa today. She was invited to speak to presidents because she followed her purpose. What is your purpose? Why were you born? Proverbs 20 verse 5. Look at this. It says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding would draw it out. What is he talking about? He's talking about your purpose. It's in your heart. What you were born to do is already programmed into you. If I didn't know what this is for, I would look at it. I said, it could, it could be a chair. And I turn it and I sit on it. It's serving a purpose, but it's not realizing its full potential. And it's just a chair. But because it's a chair, it has so many competitions. But when someone comes and says, do you know what it is for? I said, no. 
Then you say, where is the manual, the manufacturer gave you for it? So here is it. Oh, it's a speaker. Wow. Let's connect it. And we connect it. And boy, this is beautiful. It's not a chair. There are some of us that are living like chairs. And yet we are supposed to be speakers. Because we've not gone to a manufacturer to find out what we were born to do. Starting the TV station, we have a TV station, and I know some of you are aware of that. Some of you may not be aware of that. We didn't do it because we heard people are having TV station. I knew a long time ago that I was born for this. When we lived in the one-bedroom apartment, my parents, I would sit down with my chair and have a stool for a table. And I would say things like, welcome to Sound Dynamics. And I knew I was born to be on radio. Hello, I'm David Wallifesso. This is Sound Dynamics. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And I'll be there and rehearse for radio because I was born for this. And I'll say, we'll have New Vision TV Network. And I'll talk about it, dream about it. And the opportunity came. And we paid for the first time. The first time we started, it was $10,000. And we started. Then later it dropped to $9,000. And we dropped down to whatever dollars again. And we kept on, we kept on. And within our first three months, we were the third most watched TV station on the ViewSat platform. Three months. Before we were one year, we were the second most watched TV station on the ViewSat platform. How did this happen? I was born for this. Have you found what you were born to do? Or you're still competing with others, trying to outdo others? And you see, hear me. If you're not living according to your purpose, you'll be average. And when you're average, hear me, you'll be the best of the worst. And the worst of the best. What a sad place to be. Because the average man... Is the worst of the best. He's average. But he's the best of the worst. He's living in two worlds. He's unsatisfied. But the man that finds his purpose. Oh boy. Like Martin Luther King. He knew he was called. To lead a civil rights movement. So even to his master's degree thesis. He studied Non-violent resistance. Why was he studying in that direction? He knew his purpose. And a young man that died at a very young age, we still talk about him today. In fact, there's a day the whole world celebrates his speech. He lived for his purpose. Stop being average. You were born for more.
they have Martin Luther King Jr. Day. They give Martin Luther King Jr. awards because he lived for his purpose. Stop trying to outdo your brother or outdo your sister or outdo your cousin. What were you born to do? When you find it, you have no rival. When I got into the city, many thought I would fail. They even talk, talked about it that relax, it will soon run to Benin. He doesn't understand Bayelsa. Bayelsa has a different ground. It's a different case now. People travel from all over the country, and other countries, and come here. And he said that we've never been to Bayelsa in our lives. Some will say, we've been coming to Nigeria, we've never gotten to Bayelsa. But I've come to Bayelsa because of you. You know why? I was sent here. It's my purpose. I have no rival. Have you found your purpose? I've told you about Mona Teresa. I've told you about men like Martin Luther King Jr. What about Pelé? Who told his father, I will win the World Cup for you. Edson Orantus, if I'm not mistaken, Donasimentus, one long name like that. Popular in Aspele. And about 16 years old, he won the World Cup. And brought it to his father. But I mean, brought it to his father, he achieved it. And we still can't stop talking about Pele till today when he comes about football because he was born for this. What were you born for? To do. That's where your money is. That's where your fame is. That's where your greatness is. Everything is in there. Look at Genesis 12, 1, 2, and 3. Genesis 12, 1, 2, and 3. Shall they say amen? All right. Let's read. It says, now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. Next. It says, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Where you find that, that purpose, that vision, God will bless you, which is prosperity, which is influence, which is fruitfulness in life. And you shall be a blessing. You will start bringing increase to the lives of others. And verse 3. I'll bless those who bless you. That's favor. And I'll curse him who curses you. That's protection. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Are you aware that the name Abraham is in all three monotheistic religions in the world? Because he lived for God's purpose. There's a purpose for your life. First John 2 verse 17, please. First John 2 verse 17. If you're there, say amen. It says, the world is passing away and the lost of it, but he who does the will of God does what? Abides forever. 
So you want to have some permanent influence, some greatness that transcends generations. Then find out God's purpose for your life. Ephesians 1 verse 11, please. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep waters, but a man of understanding would draw it out. Because your purpose is already in you. As you were born as a child, there are certain dreams God put inside of you. He put it inside of you. He put them inside of you. And when you find it, I remember studying about a man that used to run. He was a believer. And they were trying to get him not to run. And he said, whenever I run, I feel alive. He was a believer. He was a success. Story. In athletics, before he answered his call to ministry. He said, whenever I run, I feel alive. In him also, we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him. Notice, we have an inheritance. The divine supplies, because we're predestined according to the purpose of him, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. In other words, when I'm following God's purpose, God works all things to favor me. Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh, 500 miles from Joppa. He chose to go to Tashish, which is 2,000 miles the other way from Joppa. So he was going to 2,000, he was going to end up 2,500 miles away from where he was supposed to go. So he paid his fare, got into a ship and was traveling and there was a storm on the way. So much storms. And he took Jonah, threw him into the sea and he surrendered to his purpose. And the whale became his transportation to his destination because God works all things according to the counsel of his will. When you find God's purpose, even creation favors you. When you find God's purpose, even creation favors you. The counsel of God for your life is in your heart. You need to pray and, and, and spend time with God and, and reason with God. And find your sweet spot. Can you remember your sweet spot? If you need sex in school, this is your sweet spot. This is your dream. What you want to be. This is your desire. This is your dream. I want to be Let's say the boy wants to be a preacher. You want to be a preacher? Do you have the passion for it? Desire? Do you have the passion for it? Your dream is your aspiration, but do you have the passion for it? Then this third one is your potential. Your ability. You see it in, in singing competition. When you watch this thing, one guy comes 
And he said, go ahead, what do you have for? He said, oh, no, Lord. And you're like, excuse me? Is this for real? Cut, 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 cut. Next. Say, no, 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 I can't sing. Give me another chance. Please, give me another chance. And please. I said, okay, go ahead. Oh, Lord. This guy, okay. So please leave. Says, I, I've always dreamed to sing. I, I know the whole world is going to listen to me. My mama said so. It doesn't matter what your mama said. There's no singing in you. Are you following me? Because he has an aspiration. But he lacks the potential. See, your aspiration and your dream, your potential and your passion, when they meet here, where they converge is called your sweet spot. I have a dream of changing the world by changing the way people think. think. And the way you can do that is through teaching. That's the dream. That's the potential. And I have a passion for it. Because the passion will keep you walking toward your dream. Some people have an aspiration, but they lack the passion for it. I told you about a man called Cristiano Ronaldo. They asked, is it geeks or who? They said, um, Cristiano Ronaldo and Messi, which is which? He said, Cristiano said, because there's no comparison. To achieve such great things in different clubs. And according to a book I read on leadership by Alex Ferguson, he said, you have to force Cristiano Ronaldo off the pitch. That's passion. He's willing to walk for the dream. Many of you have dreams you don't want to walk for. Forget it. It's a wish. And after a while, it's become a nightmare. Somebody's laughing. So you gotta have the dream. What is the dream? That's what we're talking about. What is the dream? What do you want to be? Do you know what you want to be? People have not written down. People don't know what they want to be. Two, do you have the potential for what you dream to be? And you have the passion to walk towards it. If that converges, there's no stopping you in this world. Whether you're Abraham Lincoln, that became the president of America and still the greatest president of all time, if you look at it, he liberated the slaves. Who had to train himself. Every office he ran for, he failed. He ran for postmaster and failed. He lost. Everything he ran for, he failed. But he ran for presidency and won. Think about that. Think about someone that ran for, let's say, local government chairman. Lost. Ran for governorship, for instance. Lost. Run for Senate, lost. Run for the house, lost. It takes passion to persevere. They ran for presidency and won. In fact, by then, many would have given up. But when it's your purpose, and you know you have the potential, and you have the passion, you've come to your sweet spot. Wake me anytime. And ask me a biblical question about the grace of God in my life. I will answer you. 
Wake me up. As the apostle, this question, I want to ask you. Uh, okay. Ephesians this, this and this. How come you know this thing like this is what I was born to do? What were you born to do? Jesus said in John 10, 10, he said, The thief cometh not but for the steal to kill and destroy, but I am come that he might have life and have it more abundantly. There was his purpose. In Romans 8, verse 28, I like this one. The Bible says, For we know, and we know that all things work together for good, not for everybody. Because people make, it, make you feel that a work, all things work together for good for everybody. That's not true. Don't let anybody deceive you. All things work together for good for two people. Two sets of people. One, to those who love God. And to love God is to keep his commandments. That's First John 5, verse 1, 2, and 3. To love God is to do what the word of God says. That's John 14, 21 and 23. It says, all things work together for good to those who love God. In other words, the individual that is doing the word of God, no matter what happens to him, all things work together for good. But there's another one. To those who are the call, give it to me, according to. To his purpose. In other words, if a man is following God's purpose, everything you do against him will facilitate his success. When a man is following God's purpose, everything you do against him, the FBI tried to dig up death about Martin Luther King Jr. and to harass him and all that. But in all they did against him, it still stirred up the sympathy of his people towards him. Because when you're following God's purpose, you cannot be disadvantaged. Because we, we are predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. That's why if you're Joseph, no matter what your brothers do to you, <laughs> it will always, always move you closer to your destiny. You put Joseph in prison, guess what? He's going to be in charge of the prison. First of all, his brothers sold him. They sold him so that his dreams would never come to pass. They never knew that they gave him a free pass to his destiny. See, that's why you need to find your purpose. So that no matter what people do to you, it will just be helping you move forward. This Apostle the Valley Vessel that came to Bielsa. He thinks he's the only pastor here. Eh? Okay. Okay. We will tear his billboard. We will tear this one. Now, when they tear it, and says, ah, there was a billboard here. So which one was here? 
say it was Apostle Divide of Fragrance. Oh, it's a fragrance of his presence. He's having a program. Now, because why did they notice it? Because sometimes when you're seeing a billboard, you don't read it. But when it's damaged, you now ask questions. Why are they tearing his billboard? It's not good, though. It's a man of God. That fragrance, I'll go and see what will happen there. Now they are making a, a curious person come up fragrance, and the person gets you get saved. When you find God's purpose, you cannot be disadvantaged. Are you out there? Because, you know, sometimes we have done all kinds of stuff. I remember I was talking to someone. I said, somebody wrote something about me on uh, Facebook. I said, I saw it. I said, that's why I came to the church. Someone wrote something on Naira land. And that's why somebody came to church. So wait. If this guy can be on radio every day, he has something to say. Let me go listen to him. So now it was done to denigrate my personality. I never knew it was done for publicity because Naira land has a lot, a large space. So it made me more popular. So when you find God's purpose, when someone's trying to bring you down. Now, President Trump, for instance, now, is so popular in the world. Because there's no news, you won't see him. And the more they talk about it, the more popular you just go, Trump, Trump has come on, Trump. Ah, why? What's happening? Every time you try to bring someone else down, you may be making them more popular. Shall go a word, tweets. Are you learning something today? All right. There's something I want to read to you. Genesis 50. And um, I want to read 19 to 20. Joseph's brothers were scared that he was going to turn against them. So it says, Joseph said to them, he says, do not be afraid for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me. Notice, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. It says, what you did, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. How? God worked it for good. There's some of you that you're angry that your uncle kicked you out of his house. You don't know that they're only pushing you toward your destiny. Let me share this quickly and I'll take the next one. When I chose to answer my call, I went through a lot of rejection. Sometimes from those who wanted me to join them and I'll say, no, I got us come to start a work and they will speak in all despicable manner about the future of the work. Is it the students you're preaching to that will feed you? And finally, I was talking to my dad one day and I spoke about some things and my dad said, it's up to you and your God. And unconsciously, while I was in school, he would give my sister more money and give me less money. And I said, Daddy, I don't have money. He said, no, I have to give money to your sister so that she wouldn't follow me. He never knew he was teaching me to be a man who's independent. Of others, I enjoy today. 
So God sends me favor. We are supposed to pay about 800,000 naira for something we are doing concerning our building in church. And um, one of the members that I was telling my wife about him, this man said he always, he always gives when he hears something. So you heard about it from the people we're supposed to pay to. And he said, I'm going to send 200,000 naira tomorrow. Now, when they told us 800,000 naira, my wife and I was like, okay, by Monday we'll pay. It's to the government. We'll pay. And now last night, someone has called that he's going to give 200,000 naira tomorrow as a down payment. And I'm looking at it, hey, we're going to clear it all up tomorrow. Right, baby? We're going to clear it up t- tomorrow. It looked as though I was being left to suffer. But I was being trained to depend on God. So stop regretting what your uncles did. Stop regretting that your, 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 your father didn't train you or whoever didn't train you or your, your, your brother didn't train you. Hey, it was for a purpose. Quickly, let's look at number two. I'm close this. Follow your passion. Number one, find your purpose. Number two, follow your passion. Your passion is what you fervently desire. Your passion is your intense driving over mastering feeling towards something. Intense driving over mastering feeling. You know, I have this passion for my work. Remember one time I worked so much that, oh boy, my head had red and red. And my, my wife and a few of our leaders came around me and they said, uh, we want to send you to a hotel and we'll, we'll take away your Bible and, um, and all that. And I said, I hope you leave me my iPad. They said, you will still read from your iPad. It's passion. I have a passion to know God more. I have a passion to be a greater blessing to humanity. I have a passion to improve people's lives. Passion is added to overwhelming affection. If your passion is something that you desire to be, do, or have. You, you got this passion, this drive. John 4 verse 34, Jesus said, in a New Living Trans- Translation, says, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. My nourishment, your passion. You see, your purpose must become your passion. Because there are going to be distractions. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. But you make up your mind, your purpose is going to be your passion. Are you following me? In First Corinthians 9 verse 16, Paul says, necessity is laid on me. He says, yeah, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. I remember in October, I think it should be around October 31st, 1996. I woke up shouting. My destiny is to preach the gospel. I would just shout from my sleep. My destiny, I would just shouting. And I knew, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. It's my passion. What keeps you up at night? What angers you? 
What gives you joy is a clue to your calling. What is that thing that it's, it's nagging in your heart that it must be done. You've waited, you've waited for other people to do it, but it just wouldn't let you go. A man gave a little boy lunch. I think he went to Haiti and the boy asked him for food and uh, he gave the boy lunch and went to sleep. He couldn't sleep. He was just thinking, how many children are hungry in the world? And started an organization to feed children all over the world. And God was blessing him sometimes. Thailand would give him containers of rice to distribute to children all around the world. Notice that since he found his purpose, he found his favor. Nations would give him supplies. He would not ask and say, no, what? those who can give him a ship to move this rice to different nations in the world to feed people. One man. There are certain things in your heart that you can't sleep. It just troubles you. So if you, anything you look, as you look at somebody, you look and you understand close. It's just in your blood. You understand it. You can't stand a wrong put collar. It's inside of you. You can't stand it. Go to God. Are you called to go into fashion? Are you called to go into dry cleaning? And you know it, I'm telling you, you will have no competition. Some people, it's food. Shalagara. They understand food. They just love food. Your money is in it. When I mean love food, I don't mean they love to eat it. They love to serve it. They can cook it. It's just in their blood. It's food. Food. They also get someone to say, what is that? Say, it's KKF. It, 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 that KKF, when I tasted it, the, the salt level, I think the salt they use has MSG. You know, monosodium glutamate is not very, they, it's just in their blood. Are you supposed to have a cooking program? What are you born? What's your passion? Many of you, the reason why when you do what you do, you just sign yourself sleeping. You're not doing what you are passionate to do. A man is a surgeon. He had a passion to be a medical doctor, Ben Carson. Sometimes they'll do surgery for 18 hours. Sometimes 36 hours. Splitting children from the head. Splitting them and they'll survive. Passion. What is your passion? What keeps you up at night? What makes you angry that you cannot stand it? Do something about it. It can be domestic violence. You just, when that, that thing is always, when you hear somebody talk about it, you cannot sleep at night. It's just worrying you. I wonder how that woman is. How you just, what is your, these are things, these are indicators to your highest accomplishments in life. Martin Luther King Jr. had a privilege. He had a doctorate degree. His father was kind of successful. He was his father's assistant in church. He could have stayed like that. But he could not stand the suffering of black people. Nelson Madiba Mandela. He couldn't stand the suffering of his people. He said, for this cause, I'm willing to live and if possible, I'm willing to die for. Why? Because a man that has nothing to die for is not fit to live. 
That's what Martin Luther King Jr. said. Somebody said, and then I said, said something similar. And all these great men, go check it online. They always say these things. Similar. They may have never had each other. In fact, when the Lord told me in 1999, he said, the man has nothing to die for, has nothing to live for. And I never knew anyone has said something similar. Because when you have a passion for something, you are willing to die for it. And except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if you die, it brings forth much fruit. What is your passion? So if you scars, you can just hear something say, that your motto. I think your oil, check it. You check it, say, ah, see, because that engine that knocked. It's like word of knowledge because it's your passion. Because passion heightens discernment. Passion heightens. See, when you have passion, you can see into things in that area. Are you following me? See, what is your passion? So if you have this passion, you just let it lie there and you're doing one job you hate. Some of you hate your jobs. You hate going to work. That's why you can never truly succeed there. Because you're limited. There is no passion. You can never reach your fullness unless there's passion. You can't. You can't. See, hear me. Productivity is always at the end of passion. That's why when a man sleeps with his wife at the height of passion, he releases a semen that produces life. If you are not in the place of passion, you cannot increase. He will struggle to increase. He will struggle to grow. But when it's passion, it grows. There's life in it. Have you found your passion? Have you found your passion? Are you following your passion? That thing God puts in your heart every day. Every day. Could be children. Every day you see children. Start a crutch. So I don't know. This thing, I'm, I just see children and they're like, I should start a crutch. It's like, hear me. They tell you that the richest place in the earth is a cemetery. Because people die with unfulfilled dreams. And unused potential. I rest my case for today. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's Word and His Spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the Word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information, on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wally Fesso. Visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birobolo, Yenegua, Bayonso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003-382-7072. Or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.